It was almost Christmas. Well, he was a God-fearing man, so maybe that was a good thing. He didn't blame God for his fate. Things were what they were. It was a war, perhaps an ill-advised one considering the might and power of the British war machine and the truly pathetic manpower and munitions of the Patriots. It was being fought on dreams and ideals. This morning, especially this morning. He had to keep believing in the dream. He had been in over his head, cast into a desperate position, and he had chosen the high road. Of course, he'd be a liar if he didn't admit that it was just a wee bit difficult not to regret that choice right now. Sorry, Captain Tim Reginald said to him. The British officer charged with the duty of slipping the noose around his neck had chafed his cheek with the coarse rope. He swallowed hard, his Adam's apple bobbing. Tim was a good enough fellow. They'd played cards together and shared a few drinks during the last days. He was young enough himself, a true Brit, following the way of the British Army as his family would have him do. He was a man willing enough to fight for king and country, strong, intelligent, and brave. But executions were not his fort. Quite all right, good friend, Jake said. Poor Tim. A good man, yes. War was so strange. Men became enemies when they did not know one another. If he and Tim did not give their hearts, souls, and loyalties to different drummers, they might have been good friends in truth. It almost looked as if Tim would give way to tears. Ah, a good British officer could never do so. Friend, he said kindly to Tim, don't fear. I do not hold you responsible for my impending demise, nor does God above. Tim swallowed hard, just appearing more ill. He could hear the Anglican minister droning on in prayer, advising him to pray as well. Jake prayed. Jake did not pray for a miracle. He did not waste prayers on what could not be. God helped those who helped themselves. Therefore, there was just one prayer to make. Dear God, do not let me falter. Let me be the best man I am able in this moment. May it be quick. May I not dangle at the end of this rope. May I not cry out, but die with dignity in thy grace. As if in answer to his prayer, Major Hempton strode center on the scaffold. A hush fell over the crowd. Oh, and there was a crowd. Church bells pealed because it was almost Christmas, and folks should have been home cooking and thanking the good Lord for their loved ones, but hell, Christmas or no, a good hanging was a good hanging. And in the sea of faces before him, there were those who cried, blessed lovely women with their tear-stained faces, those who rued his fate, those who believed in the sovereign rights of America, and of course, there were also those who thought he deserved his fate as a traitor against the mother country. Hampton was a puffed-up peacock of a man. His position in the army had been bought through family ties, he did well enough making the occupied city of New York bow to its knees. He could drink well and lock his jaw in silence when he realized his gambling losses, but he was not the kind of man that the British military hierarchy wanted in the field. "'Good people of New York,' Hampton announced. "'You see before you a gift for this Christmas season, a traitor, a man who had cast you into years of want and death and hardship.' You out there who might think to make such a treacherous move against your mother country and the goodness of King George, beware. This is the fate that will meet all traitors. 
Really, it did help that Hempton was just a pompous ass. He was little and therefore wore very high boots. He was balding, so he took elaborate care with his wigs. He had a huge gut from overindulgence in food and wine, and thus truly gave the impression of a lobster in his red uniform. At least his appearance made for a last amusement Jake could enjoy on earth. Trying for dramatic effect, Hampton swung around. Any last words of regret, traitor? he demanded. I regret that I failed my country, the United States of America, he said. I regret that I leave behind my family and good friends, and the future of freedom that will be in this great land. I leave behind my family. Suddenly, to his astonishment and dismay, his family, his adopted sister, was there before him. Serena. Sweet Serena, the little girl he had protected.